0: The following podcast is a Dear Media production. From the offices of Create and Cultivate, I'm Jacqueline Johnson, the host of Work Party, a podcast for ambitious women looking to create and cultivate the career of their dreams. Work Party is paving the way for a new generation of women, women who are redefining the meaning of work on their own terms. Every Wednesday, we bring in leading female powerhouses for real talk and BS-free advice on building your business. You'll hear from female founders, CEOs, entrepreneurs, creatives, and so many other badass ladies. Are you ready to create and cultivate the career of your dreams? Then tune into Work Party, the podcast. Be sure to subscribe to the show and never miss an episode. Hey guys, this is Note to Self and I'm your host, Peyton Sarton. From Q&As and breakup tips to simply navigating every stage of life, Note to Self is a space to get messy, explore new perspectives, and ultimately empower yourself and others. Grab some wine or a mocktail and I hope you enjoy today's episode. Alright guys, hello. Welcome back to Note to Self. I'm actually reporting live from my living room. Winnie is right next to me. Of course, the moment that I turn on my mic, my upstairs neighbors who go psycho, they go hard all day, every day. I don't know what the fuck they're doing up there. Have you you all seen that skit online that's like upstairs neighbors, like art or whatever. It's like how they're talking about how it's an art form to like create these sounds and experiences for their downstairs neighbor. That's how I feel living in my apartment. I have not once complained. I've been here since March. I know they had a baby, like, not that long ago. I don't know how old the baby is because, y'all, I have not ever seen these people. Not many people live in this building. I've literally seen maybe two people that are my neighbors, that are my direct neighbors. Otherwise, like, people are just, like, they're hermits. I don't know what's going on. But my upstairs neighbors, they go a little wild sometimes. So if you are banging, that's them. I removed Winnie's, like, collar for now so she's not jingling around, but she's actually right next to me, like asleep. She's so freaking cute. Y'all, I'm going to die. Anyway, hello and welcome to my living room. I'm using the light from my Christmas tree to guide me for this episode, just to light me up for this episode, and for my TV because I don't have professional lighting in my apartment. And I was too lazy to go into the studio and record weeks prior. Now, this is being recorded before Christmas. So just so you know, okay, this is being pre-recorded. But I wanted to do a end-of-the-year like wrapped episode, and we're going to make this a little quicker than normal because we're skipping some of the segments I normally do, content corner, things like that. I don't have much of an intro for you. Let me see what I wrote down for this week. Mm, wait, a reminder to myself and my notes. When this episode comes out, I believe it's the 28th, I will be turning 30 in two days from now. If you're listening this the day it comes out. So that's kind of a big one. So come along with me on Instagram, at Peyton Sarton, as I celebrate my 30th. Now, I'm going to do a bigger thing with friends. I decided later in January if I do it at all, because if you've been here for a hot second, you know that I'm not a huge, like, birthday celebrator. I'm doing something with my family and with Joe and with Iman, because they're basically family. We're going to go somewhere to eat for dinner. I'm not really sure, but that's all in the works for the 30th in Los Angeles. So I'm going home for Christmas. I'll be back in time for my birthday and then New Year's. We've got some plans for that. And I think we're just going to have a great lovely week and I'm going to usher in a new decade with my friends, with my family. I don't want to go too hard in terms of like the drinking and the partying, but I guess we'll never know. I don't really make rules for myself. If I'm feeling it, I'm feeling it. If I'm not feeling it, I just don't. It's just the end of it. I'm I'm that's how I approach like pretty much everything in my life. Just like what am I feeling today? And then I do that. Not a lot of rules that I have for myself. Maybe I'll do that in this next decade and make some rules. But I feel like I'm not like way too insane or out of control for for like a bunch of things. So I can kind of just like rein it in when I need to or not rein it in if I don't need to. You know? Anyways, that's a topic for another day. I am taking myself on a solo date in about 40 minutes. I'm supposed to be at the restaurant. It's only 10 minutes away. So that's why I'm like, let's get to this episode after my long... I guess not really long, but my rambling intro that seems kind of random, the things that I'm telling you about. One thing I will tell you that actually is important. I've gotten some questions about the Lucky merch. We will be restocking that. I will let you guys know on Instagram when that's happening. We'll probably do a situation where we do a pre-order and then it gets delivered later. I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to clean up the timeline for that because on the, for the last pre-order, most of y'all ordered in like early to mid-November and everything got shipped by Mid December, we did that. Note that on the website, I think they foresaw that happening. But I'm like, why do we need to use that timeline? Maybe I need to like learn about clothing manufacturing a little bit more. But I don't want that to happen again. Even though I knew it was going to happen, I just think it's like probably annoying for you guys. And I know that I hate ordering merch like that. I know a lot of podcasts do their merch like that. It's just like we don't want to hold a bunch of stuff on hand. We want to make sure we're getting the amount of units that are going to sell. So I understand. I'm just trying to figure out how we can, if we can, make that a quicker turnaround for you guys. But that's why we put it on pre-order versus like telling you it's going to ship like next week. So anyway, stay tuned for the lucky merch if that's something you guys are interested in. Also I really apologize if the audio isn't as smooth and silky as as it usually is in studio. I'm in my living room, like I said, and I don't have Josh, you know, back there mixing things up, making sure the audio levels are correct. So if I get excited, sometimes I start yelling and then like sounds like, I don't know, it's just a whole lot. So anyway, let's get into this episode. So I'm calling this note to self-wrapped. All right. We're going to refer to this episode as that. Will it be the title? I don't know kind of seems like a title that Spotify raps is giving me like everyone's posting on their stories and stuff is just giving me PTSD. I like when I see the podcast ones, it's not just because Note to self is on some of them. That's because I need new podcasts to watch. And I love learning about what y'all are watching. Cause I feel like if you're listening to this podcast, we're probably pretty similar. So I'm listening. I want to listen to what you're listening to, obviously, but the songs and like the extensive wrapped stories I just fucking hate. So I i don't know if we're going to title this notes to self-wrapped. We'll see. Y'all will obviously know because I'll be posting it and you'll be listening to it right now. So I did a little bit, bit of a random category selection here, but the categories that matter to me and affect my daily life really selfishly are the ones I chose to ask you guys about and to hone in on. So we're going to talk about our favorite things of 2023. I know last episode was a bit of a favorites episode, but that was for the winter time. We're talking all 2023 now, so we have makeup, skincare, hair care, aesthetics are important, and then we're switching to favorite movies and TV series of the year, and then we're going to talk about what we learned this year and what we're proud of ourselves for. We're going to describe 2023 in one word, and then we'll be done. That's that's the wrap. I made a rule on stories when I asked you guys about this because oftentimes, if you're new here, I will ask the audience for suggestions or for recommendations or for favorites or just for a lot of things. I do a lot of questions for you guys. So I'll put that on my Instagram story. And then this time I said, you need to just submit one thing for each favorite specifically. So I could get through the makeup, skincare, hair care part of it all pretty quickly. So, what I did, I got more submissions for these items, like for the hair care, skincare, makeup favorites than I've ever gotten for anything ever. Scrolling through them was very overwhelming. So, what I'm going to do is I'm going to say my favorite for each thing. And then I'm going to go through and mention ones that were mentioned a number of times. Like I noticed kept getting mentioned and mentioned and mentioned. I wish I had time to mention everything because I know that some of those niche ones that aren't mentioned a lot are probably like the hidden gems of it all, but I, this would go on for hours if I did that. Okay. So thank you guys so much, by the way, for submitting. If you submitted something that was, it was very helpful. I did some researching for items that I hadn't heard of. Y'all reminded me of some things that I really liked that I kind of forgot about. So we're going to go through and talk about all of these right now. This is just like a fun girly girl episode. So let's start with makeup. My standout makeup product for 2023 was my Armani Luminous Silk Foundation. I wear the shade 5.25. That's usually when I have a spray tan, but I try to get one once a week at this point. So there you go. I love this foundation. I love that it goes on pretty thin and you can layer it in areas that you need. I feel like it just works well with my skin type. I know every makeup artist I've ever, ever, ever worked with has this in their kit for a reason. It's just so good. So That one is definitely my standout product of 2023, just because I didn't really find any other foundations that I liked. I found like serums and skin tints and things like that galore. There's so many that I like. And I feel like in each category, concealers, there's so many that I've liked. So for me, the Armani Luminous Silk, nothing has really taken its place and it's not something I could like go without. You know what I mean? But some of you guys listed some of my other favorites. So I will share that with you guys right now. So some common answers from the audience. First, more of the like foundation skin tints. The Vita Lumiere Aqua from Chanel is kind of like a tinted moisturizer. I actually used to use this a lot in high school. Yeah, I was a brat. I love this stuff. And, And also in college. It's very hydrating. I think it's pretty good for acne prone skin, but you'll have to double check that. Don't just listen to me. I'm a big fan of this. I've kind of strayed away from it now because there's so many other skin tints and stuff that I like as well. But I think I might have to go back and use it again because it got mentioned a couple times. And I think that's kind of rare because I don't really see it like on TikTok or on social media that much. Okay. Ilya Skin Tint Serum. I freaking love this product. I use that one a lot too. The Summer Fridays Skin Tint. Not one I've used, but I've heard really great things. Charlotte Tilbury Flawless Filter. Of course, we've seen this all over TikTok. Though I read somewhere that it has poor clogging ingredients, perhaps, and I'm really wary of products like that. I usually try to look things up and see if they have poor clogging ingredients. My skin's very sensitive, so I kind of shied away from that product, but I hear great things. I feel like people really like that one, obviously, for a reason. Then there's the ELF Halo Glow, which to me, upon further research, Seems like it's like kind of a dupe for the Charlotte Tilbury Flawless Filter or you could just wear it by itself or you could wear it under a product. I feel like the Flawless Filter people usually wear under a foundation or a skin tint or something. The e.l.f. Halo Glow. I'm getting that same vibe and a number of you guys said that was your favorite product. So we're getting into concealers now. Kosas Concealer. Love. Super hydrating for under eyes. I agree with that one. Hourglass Concealer. That's the one I use the most, I would say. I always have one with me in my purse. The the Armani Luminous Silk and the Hourglass Concealer were like kind of neck and neck for my favorite products. But I will say I do like the Kosas Concealer and I like the NARS Creamy Concealer, like a classic as well. So I didn't, I felt like if I could go without the Hourglass Concealer, which I can barely go without, it's definitely my favorite of the three, but I could use the three. You know what I mean? And I don't have a foundation. Like there isn't like a foundation list that I love, if that makes sense. Okay. Next we have the Benetint Cheek Tint from Benefit. I'm also a huge fan. I love that stuff. I've been wearing it a lot lately in the winter months as well. And I've been, you know, you can wear it on your cheeks, your lips, your eyes, everything. Then we've got the Rare Beauty Liquid Blush. Amazing. I use the shade Hope, but that one was mentioned a number of times. Again, most of these are mentioned like a lot. The Milk Blush and Contour Sticks. Everyone said they're very underrated. I have a couple of them. I used a contour stick today, one of the milk ones. I agree. I think they're underrated. I really don't hear much about them on social media as much as I hear about like any Charlotte Tilbury product ever. I agree. I really like those products. The Patrick Taub bronzers and blushes agree. I don't have the blush, but I have the bronzer. Don't remember what color it is. Maybe it's she sculpted really great product. I don't know if I'll rebuy or not. I'm not sure. There's so many good bronzers out there. I really like that Chanel one too, the creamy one, like in the pot. But I feel like this one is really good for contouring. I'm just not like, I will do a light contour sometimes, but I think I do prefer like a just a really diffused bronzer. I know you could do both, but I don't know. It's too many steps for me. A lot of submissions for the Merit Beauty Blush. Now, there were a number of shades being named. But I know that Merit Beauty, I'm pretty sure, is a clean beauty brand. So I like to see that as well as the Tower 28 Cream Blush as well was mentioned a few times. The Dibs Duo Stick. I really like Dibs. If you guys are unfamiliar with Dibs, they do a duo stick where like one side's a bronzer contour shade and the other side is a blush. And they have a ton of different options for colors. So I really do like that because of the options they have and that it's like literally one stick for two things, which is great for traveling, by the way, or putting in your purse or whatever. The Hourglass palette. I have this one. I think y'all were talking about most of you just said Hourglass palette. The one with like all of the bronzers and the blushes and the highlight and everything. Love that palette. I just got it. It's so good. I agree. Summer Fridays Lip Butter Balm. I feel like that's a classic that was mentioned a ton. The NYX or NYX. I don't know how you would say that one, but NYX maybe Lip Butter Lip Gloss. I have heard so many things about this product and. I know that it's pretty affordable and I really want to try it. That's my next purchase, my next drugstore purchase. Buxom Lip Plumping Gloss. You all know I love this one. Many of you guys mentioned Dolly. That's my favorite color. I feel like every time I wear it, people ask if I have my lips done. I also overline, so it's gonna also be why. But I think they plump your lips a lot and Dolly is very similar to my own lip color. So that's why I wear it and I feel like that's why it looks like, like a, a plump lip effect. Okay, and then the last two for makeup. Benefit Brow Gel. Classic, and the Lancome Hypnose Doll Lashes Mascara. So many people said this one. I've never tried it before. I'm definitely wanting to try it. I have a problem with mascaras running a lot, so I usually get waterproof. To be honest, and I don't love taking that off. So I'm gonna try this one. We'll see what what the hype is. Okay, so for skincare, my favorite and standout, and this was really hard because I like a lot of different skincare products and brands. Tatcha Dewy Skin Cream. It's the purple one. I love that one. And for me, I'm mentioning this because I use it for so many things. I use it for morning moisturizer, nighttime moisturizer. I use it in the morning. I'll put like a little water with it so it's a little less thick. But I love this product so much. It doesn't break me out or anything. It really moisturizes my skin. I use it a lot before I put on makeup. So for me, it's just like kind of does it all. Okay. So getting into y'all's skincare favorites. The first one makes me love you guys so much. It is Aquaphor. Just Aquaphor. I love Aquaphor. I started using Aquaphor more when I started getting like skin treatments, like microneedling and things like that. And I was told to put Aquaphor on to like help heal my skin. I am a huge fan of Aquaphor. I will dab it around my eyes. Sometimes I'll put it on as the very last step of my skincare. If I feel like my need, need, my skin needs extra hydration to like lock everything in. If I have blemishes, if I have anything, I'll put Aquaphor on them. So that is an amazing and obviously on your lips too. Amazing option. I love that it's affordable. I feel like everyone needs a tube of Aquaphor. All right. So we've got the Tower 28 SOS spray. Now I found a dupe for this that has whatever the active ingredient in this product is that everyone loves. It has more of the active ingredient, but it is way less expensive and it's on Amazon. So just Google Tower 28 SOS dupe and you you guys will find it, I promise. All right, so that's a spray and I spray that on all the time. So next we have some cleansers. We've got the Youth to the People Kale Cleanser. I've used that, love it. I love a gentle cleanser. And then the CeraVe Face Wash. I know there's probably multiple kinds, but most of you guys just said CeraVe face wash if you were talking about this product. So not sure which one specifically y'all are all talking about if there's only one, but sounds good to me. I know that's a really affordable and also very gentle brand. I think for me, I never really have a favorite cleanser because I feel you can get away with so many great drugstore options as long as mine is gentle. Oh, I also love the pharmacy like melting Balm or whatever it is to go on before the cleanser, so I'll do that, and then I'll do the gentle cleanser, and that gets the job done for me. No expensive cleansers over here. All right, so moving into like more active ingredients, we've got the Paula's Choice BHA toner, obviously a very popular product. People loved that one. We've got the Sunday Riley Vitamin C, it's the CEO Glow Serum. That's a very popular product. I understand. We've got the Skinceuticals CE Ferulic lovely. My skin is very sensitive to everything, but specifically vitamin C, I feel like I break out a lot. So I've been using the Zio skin AOX serum. It's like a brightening serum and you can use it like in lieu of a vitamin C. I also know a company called educated mess has a really great stabilized vitamin C product. So if you guys want a vitamin C, but you've tried these and they are too harsh on your skin, I recommend those for sure. Speaking of a little bit harsh on your skin, a lot of you guys said Tretinoin. I just started using point like o two five percent Tretinoin on my skin, and I think I'm seeing some results. I need to give it some time though, because it's still like in that a little bit flaky mode where Aquaphor has come really in handy for that one. So Tretinoin is very very popular amongst you people altogether. Then we've got these Skin Better Alpha Ret product that was mentioned a number of times. Never had that one, but I've heard great things. Obviously, COSRX snail mucin was mentioned a lot. I personally don't love this product. Like it hasn't changed my world, but maybe I'm just like using it wrong or something. I usually just like I'll use it for a little while and I don't really care for it. So I just stop using it. So I know it's very popular, though. It's like literally the most popular product on TikTok probably. Okay. The Ordinary Niacinamide was mentioned a number of times. Caudalie Vino Perfect Serum. I love this product and I forgot about it. So thank you all so much for reminding me because I need it. I've got Dark Spots Galore. Then we've got the Skin Fix Barrier Plus Gel Cream. I have seen this one a lot and I feel like a lot of my skincare concerns probably stem from my skin barrier not being intact. So I definitely am interested in this one for sure. Okay, then we've got the Summer Fridays Rich Cushion Cream was mentioned a number of times. Summer Fridays has been a sponsor of this podcast. So I got to try the Rich Cushion Cream like a while ago and I've been using it a lot too. I will say that one, similar to the Tatcha Dewy Skin Cream, is great for literally every time of day and great under makeup. Big fan of that one. I actually emptied that jar recently. I'm just like using up all my Summer Fridays and all my Tatcha right now because I have kind of a, a stash for sure. The First Aid Beauty Ultra Repair Cream. This one is definitely a great affordable option because you get so much product in like the jar. And I love First Aid Beauty. I think it's really great if you've got sensitive skin. That was a very popular submission, the First Aid Beauty Ultra Repair Cream. Okay, now we've got some brands. Well, actually the Elta MD Tinted Sunscreen obviously was mentioned a number of times. I feel like that's a classic. Then a lot of you just said Osea Anything. (laughs) A lot of people said that. I actually use their sea Buckthorn oil, I think is what it is, or the Undaria body oil. I can't remember which one it is, but it's their body oil. I have that also, like a full stock of it in my bathroom right now. I put it on when my skin's damp. I'm a huge fan of Osea. Anything Clear Stem, like people just put in Clear Stem skincare, huge fan. I just started using some St- Clear Stem products. I don't know what they put on their moisturizer. I'm a moisturizer fiend, by the way. But their like, Hydro Glow moisturizer smells so good like smells amazing. I've been using that and testing that out a lot too, because I would like to have the founders on note to self, but I wanted to use the products first and like familiarize myself with the brand, obviously. And then lastly, many of you guys said gua sha, which I need to do more regularly. I own a gua sha tool or multiple really, and I don't really use them that much. So I need to set aside some time or do it in the shower or something. But many of you said that gua sha has been amazing for your like self-care in general. And then for your actual like face structure. So I believe you. Okay. So we're moving on to hair care. So the Wella ultimate repair is my favorite hair care product. And this is somewhat of a new find. I actually got my hands on this product because I started working with the brand and I hadn't really tried it until like maybe three weeks ago or so. My hair has never been so silky after I blow out my hair with this product. So what I'll do is I'll use, I'll like wash and do a mask in the shower or something. I will towel dry my hair. I'll put the Wella product in. You're supposed to wait 90 seconds. It's W-E-L-L-A, by the way. So it's a, it's a red spray stuff. So you're supposed to wait 90 seconds. And then the product goes to work repairing your hair. And I noticed a lot of instant results. Now over time, I'm doing a lot of things for my hair right now. So I'm hoping all of them are working together, but my hair is looking better and better with every blow dry. It helps me with frizz a lot. I have a lot of issues with frizzy hair, especially in the winter time when I'm wearing sweaters and stuff. So I'm in love with this product. So I put that on and then I'll use the living proof thickening cream and I'll put that on. That has a heat protectant in it. The Wella does not, by the way. So you do need to use a heat protectant with it. And then I'll blow dry it out with a Dyson. Everything looks amazing. And it stays forever. Like my blowouts actually stay, which is not normal for me. Usually, if you've seen that TikTok that I did to get ready with me to go out or I didn't want to go out, on camera, you can see my blowout just like dropping in 30 seconds. I mean, let's say not 30 seconds. Okay. Like 90 seconds. It was stupid. So the fact that this stayed for like three days is shocking to me. So that duo amazing, but the well, I ultimate repair has really changed my hair so far. And I feel like the most results I've seen right now are like instant results. So let's get into this. And to be honest, guys, I feel like after I do this hair care segment, I'm going to need to like go to dinner and then come back and do this. So I might be a little tipsy for the last part of this, but we'll see. (laughs) We'll see. Okay. Pureology shampoo and conditioner was mentioned a lot. Multiple people mentioned the smooth line. Then there's one for volume and there's one for blondes. I have tried the one, the smooth one and no, I've tried the hydrate line and I've tried the one for blondes huge purology fan. I like a lot of different shampoo and conditioners, but I, I always come back to Pureology, like when I want to get control of my hair. I think it's just a great brand with really great, solid products with great ingredients. Then I've seen the Olaplex number no. eight mask a lot. Never tried that one. Very interested. The Vegamore moisture masks. I can tell that you guys are listeners of note to self because I mentioned that all the time. And on my social media, love that mask. It's amazing. The Olaplex Number Six Oil has been very popular. The Kerastase—it's the Gold Hair Oil. I think it's like something the Elixir or something. I also use that product. I love it. And I also love that it Kerastase is like somewhat expensive for sure, but it comes in like a massive bottle. You can use a lot of it. You can use it for a while, I guess. Let's see. The Way Hair Oil was very popular as, as a submission, and so was the Verb Hair Oil. I have both of those and I have used those too. I kind of just like whatever I get sent in the mail normally is what I'll use. And I have like a truly a full stock of hair products. And I feel like I keep the ones around that I really like. And then, (laughs) or if I have extras, I give them to my friends. Um, And I give the ones that I don't really love that much or can't use on my hair to my friends. So I have the, I don't have the Olaplex one, but I have the Kerastase and I have the way and I have the verb and I like all of those. Honestly, I don't even know which one I like the best. It's, they're all great. Then this was a one that I had never really heard of, but guys, so many people mentioned this. This might be the most mentioned one besides the Olaplex number eight, and that is the Day Smoothing Cream, D-A-E, Smoothing Cream. I think it's like a styling cream. So many people wrote that one in, and I have to try it now because it's like a three-in-one styling. Wait, what is it? Day Smoothing Cream. So it's a three-in-one styling cream that smooths your hair. I have to try that one for sure. You find me checking out on the on the day website very soon. Next we have the Color Wow Dream Coat. Ever since I started using the Wella Ultimate Repair, I feel like I don't use the Dream Coat as much, but I've used that and I I like it a lot too. For me, maybe I was using it wrong, but I just didn't get the full anti-frizz benefits. My hair was still pretty like poofy and humid. So, I don't know, we'll see. I'll try it again, I guess. The K18. We love K18 around here. And that's something that I'll use. I think you use it every four washes or something. I can't remember. Or is that the color wall that you use every four washes? I don't know. I I don't use K18 every time I wash my hair, but I think it's like once a month that I'll use it. If I want some like extra TLC for my hair, I'm a big fan of the K18 for sure. Then the Aveda dry shampoo was mentioned a lot. I agree. I think that's a solid choice. I'm a big dry. I have a lot of dry shampoos. I have the Living Proof one right now that I like, but the Aveda one is is really great as well. And then I just got a bunch of submissions for Amika in general. I've seen Amika a lot. I feel like my friend, the person I've seen it the most on is my friend Delaney Childs. Her hair is fucking amazing. So I believe whatever she's, whatever she's using, I'll use. I've heard a lot about their masks, about their shampoos and conditioners and just like their treatments. So Amika, literally everything. And then the two tools that were mentioned the most were obviously the Dyson and then the shark flex style. I'm very interested in the shark flex style. I have the older Dyson air wrap product, and I'm trying to decide if I want to get the newer Dyson or if I want to try the shark because I'm hearing such good things about the shark. So we'll see what I do there. Big dilemma, big first world problem I'm having, but I've heard a lot of great things about both and I need to like go down a TikTok rabbit hole of both of them and see what I like. Obviously, I already have the Dyson. I know that I like the Dyson. And I feel like it looks really chic and clean. Um, and I trust the Dyson because I have Dyson like everything they sell. <laughs> I actually just bought my dad and my mom a Dyson for Christmas. So I'm a big fan of the Dyson. But we'll, we might have to try the Shark Flex. We'll see. And with that, I have 15 minutes to get to my dinner and I'll be back after I eat my sushi. Okay, please hold. Today's episode is sponsored by Revolve. So I don't have as the day I'm recording this, I do not have a birthday dress. I don't have anything to wear on Christmas and I don't have anything to wear for New Year's. And that's happening in like, well, Christmas is like four days away. My birthday is like nine days away and New Year's is like 10 days away. So I need to get my life together. And of course I will be going to revolve for this mostly because of their quick shipping and easy returns. I trust them so much. I shop usually everything Revolve, but I feel like for me in this instance specifically, I will be ordering some Revolve for those key moments in my life. So when I'm shopping Revolve, I can shop everything from like athletic wear to accessories to even some home stuff and beauty to like iconic occasion pieces. So I pretty much shop literally everything that I need to shop for on Revolve. And again, I like doing it all in one place and the quick, easy shipping and free returns is key for this. Like I feel very safe shopping at Revolve. So like I said, holiday parties, of course, date night, of course, wedding, wedding outfits, like wedding guest outfits. I've pretty much exclusively bought from Revolve in the last few years. Revolve Beauty has such amazing brands, Summer Fridays, Kosas, Elemis, Charlotte Tilbury. They've got literally everything you would want. Great for stocking stuffers, by the way. Also, Revolve Man has some really, really sick stuff for the men in your life. Your brother, your dad, your best guy friend, your boyfriend, your husband. I don't know what your vibe is. But I was doing a lot of shopping for Joe and especially the earlier years of our relationship on Revolve and like surprising him with like a cute graphic tee or something like that. I, I really like Revolve Men a lot. And then there's also Forward, which is Revolve's sister site and destination for all things luxury. So you can think like Bottega Veneta St. Laurent, Ferragamo, Miu Miu, all the things. So this is always my favorite ad to record because I literally don't need a script. I'm just obsessed with Revolve. And I feel like many of you are too. I have selected a number of my favorites that will be linked in the show notes for you guys to creep on. I'm trying to be really specific with them. And I feel like you guys are really going to like what I've selected just for like almost like a winter capsule collection, plus some more of that occasion wear kind of stuff. Cause I just love shopping for that. So Revolve always delivers with the hottest styles and free and fast two-day shipping and returns. So visit revolve.com slash note to self to shop my favorites for all of your upcoming plans this holiday season. That's R-E-V-O-L-V-E dot com slash N-O-T-E-T-O-S-E-L-F. Today's episode is sponsored by Mindbloom. If you're struggling with anxiety or depression, you're not alone. Millions of Americans are searching for ways to feel better, but feel like they've exhausted every option and don't know where to turn. If that sounds like you, then guided ketamine therapy from Mindbloom could be a game changer. Mindbloom can help you feel better, faster. I have thought about this for quite a while. I have a couple friends who have been using ketamine therapy to help with their anxiety and depression or any mental health struggles, and they have said it has changed their life. So I'm so happy to have Mindbloom as a sponsor of Note to Self. So MindBloom is the leader in ketamine therapy, having helped tens of thousands of people overcome their anxiety and depression. MindBloom's expert clinicians and guides can help you feel better in days, not weeks, and you can complete treatment entirely from the comfort of home. I think that's so important and it makes me more, even more curious about this whole journey. In a study of over 1,000 MindBloom clients, 89% reported improvements in their anxiety and depression after only four sessions. Now, Mindbloom has new programs that go beyond depression and anxiety to help you overcome challenges in everyday life. Right now, Mindbloom is offering our listeners $100 off your first six-session program when you sign up at mindbloom.com slash note to self and use promo code note to self. Break free from your anxiety and depression and feel better faster with Mindbloom mindbloom.com slash note to self and use promo code note to self. All right, guys, so I'm back. It's the next day, as I'm sure you guys can all imagine. (laughs) Right after I say I'm going to go get drinks and then come back and record, I feel like everyone probably knows like what's actually going to happen. So here's actually what happened last night. I went to Uchi. It was amazing. I always love that place. Like I've gone in Austin. I've gone in Dallas and I'm so happy to see it here in LA. There's a couple of restaurants like that here now. Like Drake's is here. That's from Dallas. And what else? What was the other one that I went to recently? The Hudson is here as well. I believe it was the Hudson. Anyways, that's Dallas as well. So I went to Uchi. I sat at the bar by myself. I had some Wagyu, on like a hot rock, I had some nigiri, I had a roll, I had this really good dessert there, fried milk, which I just thought was like, maybe like fried ice cream, but was actually like milk balls that were fried. It was so good. And I had a couple drinks there, like two cocktails there. I was only gonna have one, but the first one I got, I didn't like so much. Also, Winnie is attached to me right now. She's sitting, squeezing herself between me and the couch. I don't really know what's happening here. She's my special guest for this episode. So anyway, Iman texts me and she's like, hey, do you want to go to Thunderbird? Which is like a local bar that's like close to both of us that we like to go to sometimes on the weeknights if we like have a free weeknight or something. So we went there. I had a beer and we just like talked for a little while. It was fun, but I feel like by the time I got home, I was like, I don't want to record like, for example, things you guys have learned about yourself this year, et cetera, et cetera, like while I'm drunk. Cause I feel like I probably can get my words out that well. So I'm sitting here. It's like lunchtime. I just ordered myself a really good salad. By the way, I ordered from lodge bread company. If you're here in Los Angeles, it was sneaky, sneaky. So good. I got the chopped salad with Turkey. And then I ordered myself Alfred. I got a little blueberry muffin and their famous vanilla latte. So let's get started into this part two of note to self wrapped. Again, It's a stand-in name. I'm not really sure what what we're going to call it. Okay, let's move on in the episode. Before we start talking about what everyone learned about themselves and relationships and things like that, let's do a little list of favorite movies or TV series for the year. So I forgot to add my favorite onto here, but I think my favorite from this year has been Ted Lasso. And Joe told me to watch Ted Lasso like last year. And I just don't know why I was like not really listening to him. Like he was watching it. And I was like, kind of seems like a boy show that I wouldn't like as much. But Ted Lasso was so freaking good. You'll have to see if you haven't seen it. I know it's highly popular. So most of you have seen it, but goddamn, that was such a good show. So let's go into your mentions. Last of Us. I really liked that one as well. It was a contender. Secession. I don't, I can't get into secession. I feel like I just don't care about secession. I've tried to watch it a million times and I can't get into it, but I know so many people are obsessed with it because so many people wrote in about it. The Bear, another one I couldn't get into. There's something about it that gives me anxiety the whole time. I don't know, I don't know what it is, but again, so many people mentioned that one. Jack Ryan, I love the Jack Ryan series. Yellowstone, obviously love the Yellowstone series. Peaky Blinders, same hmm I fucking, I wish I could watch Peaky Blinders again for the first time. That was, I've watched it twice now. I'm obsessed with it. Beef. Okay. I could not get into beef because that's another one that gave me anxiety. Like I, I got so much anxiety watching beef that I was just like, I don't need this in my life. I'm already anxious enough. I don't need beef level anxiety all the time. Hijack, which I, I really liked that one as well. Idris Elba is so freaking hot. Mm, Tell me Lies. I loved that one. It's a pretty dark show, I feel like. It's darker than the others. Like Hijack, obviously, that's a dark concept, but I feel like the show was like more action, whereas Tell Me Lies is like gloomy and like kind of depressing, but still really good. The morning show, obviously, we love that. I saw a lot of people saying from scratch, and many of you entered from scratch in all capitals with exclamations. And I need to watch that. I looked it up. I I'm into it. Lioness. Which I saw. I think that was a Paramount Plus show. I really liked Lioness again, kind of depressing. Ted Lasso is also mentioned here a lot. Suits, we love Suits. That's like the easiest thing to watch ever. It's it's like you already know what's coming. It's almost like a reality show where you like you know exactly what's gonna happen, and it's like just like easy to watch while you're working or something. So that's what I like Suits for. Sex Lives of College Girls. I loved that one as well. Daisy Jones and the Six also loved. Jury duty, obviously a banger. I do wonder about Ronald's like mental state sometimes. Like I would be really freaked out if that happened to me where like a whole world was just fake. I don't really, I don't know if I could ever recover from that, to be honest. It's like a little bit, I'm like, is that like an ethical problem? Obviously it's not. And things have gone well for him, but also like, is it? I don't know. Selling sunset, special forces, Southern charm, all reality shows. I have not seen Special Forces or Southern Charm. I've seen Selling Sunset a little bit. Joe and I started watching it last year, and he got really wrapped up in it. I don't think I'm a reality show girl, and I've been trying to be one for so long. I love the Kardashians. I feel like that's kind of like a scripty, more scripty kind of experience. Um, I haven't gotten into any Housewives series or franchises. I want to be a Housewives girl so much because I know there's like so much to talk about, but I just, I don't think that I am. I've been trying... My friend Kelsey keeps trying to make me restart. Well, she made me restart Real Housewives of New York from Jump because she was like, it's a literal masterpiece, the whole thing. But I just like don't get, I just don't like it. I don't know why. I don't know what's wrong with me. The Barbie movie, of course, was mentioned a bunch. And then some throwbacks, Modern Family and Gossip Girl were mentioned a lot, which I love to restart shows like Gossip Girl, for example, from the beginning, especially if I need something again on in the background to just like watch while I'm working or something, which is happening to me a lot lately because I've been working from home. So I'm a big fan of those two as well. I probably should like I want to find a new series or an old series to rewatch because I've been like really not loving a lot of the shows that are on lately. And I'm like, these are not things that I can watch. Oh, my gosh. You know what I actually have to say? I have to say something. I watched the show Tulsa King this year, and I don't think the new season's coming out until like 2025, which is fucking annoying. But I love that show. It is such a good show. It's the creator of Yellowstone created this show. Holy shit, it is so good. I don't know what about it is so good to me. I just fucking love it. So go watch Tulsa King. I I held off on it for a while because I was like, I don't think I'm gonna like it. I loved it. I loved every second of it, and I want it to be back soon. I'm obsessed. Okay. So now we're moving into some more interesting topics. So I had you guys weigh in on this, on my story. So I'm going to read you my answer to these things, and then we will talk about yours. I'm going to go through, I didn't like list everyone's out because there are just so many submissions. So I'm going to scroll through and say some of the ones that I see. So thank you so much for submitting. I'm so sorry if I don't read yours. There was a lot. Okay. I'm sorry. I wish I could read everyone's. Okay. The first one was, What did you learn about relationships this year? For me, obviously, through a breakup and then getting back together with someone and like kind of in the newer stages of our like phase two, basically, I learned that I need to understand mine and my partner's stress responses. So, for example, if we're having a conversation and I start like my fucking upstairs neighbors, y'all, what could they possibly be doing? They're running a marathon up there. Anyway, I feel like I need to understand my not only my triggers but what I do when I'm triggered by something or what I do when I'm made uncomfortable by something or I'm feeling defensive or something about something else. I like ruminate a lot and I'll talk and talk and talk like it's very anxious of me whereas Joe will shut down and remove like himself and not to be like stonewally at all. It's very much like a response to it. Like he gets overwhelmed and he just like, it's like, "I, I just don't know what to do right now. So understanding those responses and being able to communicate when those responses are happening and find a good time to talk when neither of us are triggered is the key to healthy communication. So we now, if we ever have anything to talk about, and obviously when you get back together with someone, we have a lot to talk about. And I've had a lot of concerns and things that I'm like, okay, well, I don't know if I can overlook this or I can't overlook this. Like, I think it's just at the end of the day, I've made a choice to get back together with him. And obviously, I can't say that everything he's ever done, and especially through a breakup and through like being single and all that stuff, I'm not looking at his life and being like, oh, I'm really excited that you did X, Y, and Z things. But there are things that I can not overlook and that cross boundaries for me while we're in relationship and there's things that I can't unsee or unfeel, I guess, in some sense. And then there's some things that I'm just like, okay, my ego is upset about this. It's not actually like me or I'm upset about it for X, Y, Z reasons that I actually do think I need to work on. So we've had very like kind of difficult conversations because they feel kind of complicated and complex him trying to understand where I'm coming from and me trying to understand where he's coming from. So we need to make sure that the foundation of those conversations is laid out in like, almost like it's a, you know, or exactly like it's a safe space, meaning neither of us need to be triggered by it. And I can't just say like, okay, hey, well, I'm feeling anxious. Let's talk about it. And he can't just say, well, I'm feeling anxious. Let's not talk about it. So we'll have our time to like react and have whatever defenses are. Cause when you care about something, obviously like I get defensive because I care so much and he gets defensive because he cares. We, we don't want to be hurt. So learning to notice when either of us is triggered and then maybe take some space and time for a sec to just not talk about it then and then come back together and reconvene and communicate in a proper way when we are more relaxed. That's been a huge part of my learning of relationships along with the idea that a relationship. A, long-term relationship with someone is a choice. Being love is pretty easy, but choosing to be in a relationship with someone through ups and downs and all of these things. And especially when life gets hard, when you start adding in, you know, legal contracts, AKA marriage and combining finances and having children and all the things, it's just a choice every day rather than like this crazy, like uncontrollable romantic thing. That's always gonna, that's always just going to be with you. That feeling doesn't always stay for a long time and I think it's almost even more romantic the choice of it all is more romantic okay so let me read some of y'all's about what you learned about relationships this year some of them are more from like the I'm single side and I learned this about you know what I want and what I need and I'm not going to stop until I get it and then some are more like from actual people in like long-term relationships and then some in like earlier okay so one, if they like you, you won't be confused. I 100% believe that for sure. I do think there's some, obviously there's some complexity there when it comes to how people communicate if they like you or not. But I think the most of the time you'll know initially if they like you for sure. Pick your battles. This is not the hill to die on. I know for a fact that that submission is from someone who is married. and She's been married for a little while now. So I believe her. <laughs> One of my friends put in, stop. I'm going to stop dating unemployed men. (laughs) Yeah, you need to stop doing that. I know she's not listening to this podcast, but she does need to. She's not wrong. Aw, my friend who just had a baby says, true love is your own child. Choose their father carefully. Kind of iconic. Also, her husband that was Laurel, her husband Josh, is the best. She chose that great. Relationship with those who are worth it. Get better with time and patience. Always strive to give more something I've been thinking about lately. Like if I'm feeling anxious in the relationship, I don't want to give more like things that are taking from me necessarily. So like if I have a lot of work to do or something, I'm not going to carve out time to put into my relationship as much because right now I'm in a relationship where both of our jobs come first for us. Obviously I'm moving to with him for the season, but honestly I think it's going to be really good for my job. And so far I'm already getting a lot of like – talk and things like that from girls from Milwaukee and I feel like it'd be kind of fun to like be one of the only influencers if not like one of I don't I don't know any influencers from Milwaukee so y'all need to let me know but it'll be nice to be in like a smaller pond so to speak and it's a cool experience to like be with him during the season and share with you guys what that looks like cuz I feel like it's just a deviation from my normal and sometimes when I do the same content over and over again and like every influencer ever is in Los Angeles or New York, I guess would be so sick. But I think that over and over and over again, sharing the same thing, gets boring. So this will be like a little bit of a fresh, a freshening of my content, if you will. And while on the surface, it might not seem like it's good for my job. I do think it's actually good for my job to do this. And change is always good for my job. So I love that. But I, I have been thinking about that idea that, and this really struck me right now, this submission that you're always striving to give more of, I mean, I guess compassion for me, it means like compassion and empathy and things like that. Not to break my own boundaries, but just to like give more love out. Let go was one that was common and also let them. I've seen the let them theory where it's like, you don't want to coax someone and almost have to like explain to them word for word how to treat you, which I think that there is like a line to be drawn here. Like sometimes I think you should do that but it's the let them theory. I think it's Mel Robbins thing. And she was saying how just observe someone, observe them, observe how they treat you, observe who they are naturally, and don't try to like coax them into being whoever you want them to be. Like see who they are and see if you respect that person. I think that's a great thing. Like just very hands off, let everyone be who they're going to be. And if they want your help, if they want your you know advice, if they want to be in a relationship with you and want to know what you want, let them ask sometimes, you know, I need to learn more about that because I literally am telling everyone what I want all the time. Setting your boundaries, is the foundation in any dating or relationship, I guess, dating situation. A lot of the let them theory by Mel Robbins. There's like a lot of submissions for that. I don't know if I completely got that right, but I, I think that's essentially what it is. Listen better. <laughs> this one says move in silence and trust no one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I feel that though. To be more honest, people are more understanding and respect it more than you might think. Share your cycle with your partner so they are aware of when you're PMSing. That's a good one. That's a great one, actually. I need to do that because I have been PMSing so bad, so bad, y'all. It's been horrible, actually. Date for fun and you'll find out what you want way more than when you date to marry. I can agree with that. Like you're just living your life, having a good time, and the right things will come to you. I do, I like to embody that, I will say. Always prioritize yourself. I can agree with that. It's okay to admit your wrongs. It really is. I feel like through my breakup, I kind of took inventory first of like what I did. And that wasn't necessarily communicated to me up front. So I didn't know for a long time, but I had like guesses and I wasn't trying to like, again, ruminate on that and be like, oh, I did this stuff, whatever. No, it was just like, I was trying to clean my side of the street first before I like got super up in arms about his reaction to things. Ask for what you want and what you need. I think that the let them theory is really good for the beginning of a relationship. Like when you're finding someone or dating around, I think the let them theory is great. And I think when you're moving into relationship with someone where you're setting boundaries and explaining yourself more is when you kind of have to, again, set those boundaries and talk about what you actually want and what you need specifically. But I think in the beginning, the let them theory for me pretty much holds true. Show your partner patience and not get mad too easily. That's true, I agree. I'm literally scrolling through here and finding random ones. Being single opens you up to opportunities in all fields of life, not just romantic. For example, career. I think that's so true. You just have a lot of time. I think, and also everyone invites you places. After I got not single, there was like like a couple weekends I went to go see Joe, where he came to see me, and even though I went like when I went to see him, we went our on our three person date with my friends. Or my friend Kelsey, and then we went and met my friends out. And then when he's here, he's we'll do like date night one night, and then we'll go out with my friends like the other night or the other two nights. Or we'll do date night and then go meet my friends. So they've been around, but I think that now that I'm in a relationship, they're less likely to be like, okay, what's up with the girls tonight? Like, what are we going to? Like, what are we doing on Friday? And like, if Joe's here, there's so many things like he can't go to because it's a bunch of guys being douchebags and things like that. So I feel like I've been like less social by (laughs) By being fucking forced. That's probably why Iman's like, do you want to go to the bar on a Wednesday? I know you might need this. Stop depending on people to give you happiness. It's a within thing. I think that's, I agree with that hundred percent. I think that goes along with prioritizing yourself, like taking responsibility for yourself and prioritizing yourself is perfect. It's like a perfect combo because it's not like you're just taking responsibility for yourself, which sometimes can just be like such a hefty task, but you're also giving yourself so much I guess of your own time, you know, or money or whatever it is, however you prioritize yourself. I think that's a great one. And then you take responsibility for yourself. So you're depending on yourself for your own happiness. Overall, I would say, I think it's a great one. Words don't mean shit without actions behind it. I agree with that. I'm a big actions person. So like, that's why I think it took, it's taken me a little while to like fully get back together with Joe because we've been talking for a little bit, but I was always just like, listen, you can say things as much as you want that's great. I think words are wonderful. I'm glad you're communicating to me, but also like, I need to see what I need to see. You know what I mean? I need to see actions and he's always been really good with actions as well. Connect more deeply by being vulnerable. And I would also add honest to this, like be honest about what you're feeling. And for me, that's scarier. It's almost to be honest with someone about like good and bad things that I think, but it does, you know, if the person is right for me, it usually ends well. It's just that first initial like vulnerability, like spiral, where you're just really anxious. At least that's what happens to me. The importance, this is going to be the last one, because I think this is so important. The importance of believing the best in your partner, even if you tend towards cynicism or defensiveness. Like, I think it's so easy to be defensive. And I feel like we all do this to protect ourselves in a lot of ways, but initially defensive, I would say, or reactionary. And I think that always having your partner, holding them in high regard and Giving them the benefit of the doubt has been such a key thing in repairing at least my relationship. And I think that's such a good that's such a good one to end on. This episode of Note to Self is sponsored by BetterHelp. Whether or not your family gives gifts during the holidays, because I know some don't. I know some just prioritize hanging out together. My boyfriend's family is very much like that. They still give gifts, but it's not like as much of a huge thing. So whether or not your family does that, you get to define on how you give to yourself. I have found myself this holiday season really trying to indulge myself in the things that I love, give myself some time off. And I do think the holidays are a great time to do that. So whether it's by starting therapy, going easier on yourself during the tough moments or treating yourself to a day of complete rest, which I highly recommend, remember to give yourself some love this holiday season. I have really, really leaned on therapy, especially through more pivotal trying times in my life. I feel like it's also allowed me to lay a great foundation for going through times like that. Stressful times like the holidays can be very stressful, getting the whole family together, dealing with loneliness around the holidays. just There's so many things that I feel like are brought up around the holiday time. And I think my relationship with therapy has really helped me lay the foundation to deal with things like that. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. In the season of giving, give yourself what you need with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash note to self today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash note to self. Okay. So what's a lesson you learned this year about your career in terms of career? For me, a big lesson I've learned is if I'm in a room that I'm meant to be in that room, like I do get imposter syndrome a lot. And I like, feel like I hang out with people that I used to like follow or, or watch or something, or I'm, I have like opportunities to be around them. And I just feel sometimes it's easy to feel like small or like you're not supposed to be there. And for me, as much as I talk on a mic and stuff like that, I'm still human. I still have insecurities and all of that. This podcast is for me to literally like remind myself of things a lot of the time. So I think that for me, it's going to be a big thing for 2024 to enter rooms confidently and be like, I'm here and because I am good at my job instead of being like, I'm here like on a fluke. I don't know how this happened, but I have that really bad. So I'm learning more and better this year to be more confident. I also think that that's come with age for me, but in, in career mode, it's been a weird year. (laughs) I've been in places that I feel like I don't belong, but now I'm like, you belong there. You belong there. All right. Let's see what you guys said about this one. Trust yourself. I think that's a great one for in general, but definitely in your work. I think that sometimes it's easy to like compare or like wonder if you're doing something right. Oh, y'all they're back. The freaking upstairs neighbors are back. So this is another one that says, without a mission or a quote, why, you're way more likely to burn out. I agree. Laurel, so my best friend Laurel, who was the one that talked about choosing your father correctly, she is a petroleum engineer. Now, obviously, it's a mostly male field where she works, at least. There's a lot of women on her team in comparison to other companies, I'm pretty sure, but like pretty much male dominated. She says, always advocate for yourself. And I trust her. She's freaking killing it. And she's had a baby. She's still killing it. You need to look out for yourself first. Killer, killer. If your job has a, quote, appreciation week, you're being treated like shit most of the time. (laughs) I Yep, I can see that one for sure. Holding boundaries and balance in my career, especially in corporate life think boundaries and work might be honestly more complicated than boundaries and relationships, especially if you're in the corporate world. I cannot imagine. I'm sorry, guys. Happy holidays. I hope you are getting this time off to relax. Unless you're saving lives, don't sweat the small stuff. I agree with this one wholeheartedly. When I start stressing about work or like people around me start stressing about my job, I'm like, I get it. I do get it. Budgets are huge sometimes working with corporate brands is a lot. They're very structured and they can make everything feel like the end of the day. But I grew up watching my dad fly fighter jets and go to war. You know, my boyfriend's family is in medicine. Joe's mom's like a trauma nurse or an ER nurse or something. I can't remember. (laughs) His dad's a doctor. Like these are things that are like genuinely important. You know what I mean? And if I don't get something in by deadline, like that's it's annoying and maybe I'll get paid at worst, but like, that's not like lives on the line. You know what I mean? I think that's a really great one. Know that you can do it all. Stop playing small. Nobody has their shit together. I agree. And I also would, would say and extend that to no one knows what they're doing. Like we're all making up stuff as we're going in every area of life, but I feel like work for sure. You can do whatever you want. It really is that simple. I agree with that one. Make connections. Having people who will look out for you will go a long way. It's more important to have faith in your skill set than to know what specific career you want. I love that one. That's such a good one. take the risk and push yourself, align it with how you want to live. I think that's really important. So like aligning your job or your dream career, and maybe not with how much money you're making, maybe that's your thing, I don't know, but with how you're going to be living your everyday life because that's like a bigger picture thing to think about sometimes um, when it comes to like long-term choosing what you where you think you're going to go in your career. It's so important to not tie your identity to your career. I agree with this wholeheartedly. I think that's such a great one. I'm having a hard time doing that because... <laughs> My job is so fucking weird and my whole identity, my whole career is sharing my identity. But what I try to do, and what I hope you guys have noticed, is I try to be me first and then essentially document what that is versus doing things and passing it off like that's me. Usually it's just like, this is what I would like to do. Even with like sponsored partnerships and stuff like that, it'll be like, I'll be like, okay, well, I'm going to this thing. Who can I work with around this one thing that I'm already doing? That's kind of how I approach things like that. But it can be hard if you're like in the space to, to untie yourself from your career in terms of your own identity. I'm still working on that. So I think that's great advice and I need to take that one for sure. Stand up for yourself and think through situations before you send emails, I guess, or react to something. I actually just had my friend Iman at my house right now and she essentially was telling me the same thing. So I think that's a really timely one. Take a step back, do less, stress less. I think there is definitely a time for this specifically. I think that I spent 2023 stressing less and doing less. And I'm excited for 2024 to like be more aggressive with my goals and actually have goals. But 2023, I think I needed that like just kind of like sit back and receive kind of energy. A lot of this is just about trusting yourself, understanding that, again, you belong in the rooms. You're not dumb. You you should be at this job. You should have faith in yourself. A lot. There's a lot of comments like that. This one says it's okay to not be 100% all the time. I love that one. Don't settle if you don't love what you're doing or I guess the path that you're on, maybe change it. You're never stuck. Everyone's career path is their own. Don't diminish your success just because you see others succeeding. That's so true. Everyone's timeline is so different with everything but in terms of career here, hugely different. And lastly, I'll say rejection is always redirection. Don't work anywhere that doesn't want you, obviously. Okay. Now you all are like, this was supposed to be a short episode. My producer, Josh is like, this is supposed to be a short episode. (laughs) I'm sorry, everyone. Okay. The next question is what have you learned about yourself this year? For me, this is not like, I don't know if it's necessarily like a positive thing. That's like hyping me up It's just something I actually specifically learned about myself. And it helped me to like change the way that I live. So I get overwhelmed very easily, very easily by tasks, by people. This is why I don't answer a lot of DMS because I am so overwhelmed. Like I want, I want more than anything to connect with people who choose to follow me, but there's like a, it's like a wall there. Like it it's so hard for me to open those DMs. Just like it's hard for me to complete a number of tasks that I put off forever. It just I have so much anxiety even thinking about it right now. Oh my god. Very overwhelmed by emails, etc. So also texts from like my friends. I don't answer forever. They're like hello hello. Six texts in a row. Just overwhelming, okay? So for me, I need to create systems and routine in my life in order to take care of everything so it doesn't become overwhelming. So the systems are kind of helpful for that. And that's something that I'm going to try to kind of put forth in 2024 is like making my life more routine. A simple way to do that is like, for example, scheduling out deliveries, scheduling out my groceries, scheduling out the random things that I need from the store, like toilet paper, I don't know, deodorant, things like that, scheduling out specific purchases. So I feel like my life is almost automated. That's like one small example of how I'll be doing that. Okay, so some of you guys' responses. I need to push myself out of my comfort zone more. I am stronger than I thought. Another, I should be proud about how strong I am. I am part of the Delulu crew. I fucking love that. Delusional is like fun. Like you guys know a healthy delusion is really fun because you got to hype yourself up. And a lot of life is pretty mundane and boring, so you got to be delusional about it. I have the ability to let go of, in parentheses, some of the anxiety over things I can't control. I need to give myself more grace. I agree. I think everyone needs to give themselves more grace, including myself. I'm more in control of my life than I think I am. It's so empowering to be like, wait, I can do. I am the one making these rules for myself. Like I'm in charge as the adult in the room. So I can actually do what I want. I just have to make it happen. And it doesn't mean it's easy. It's just that it's nice to have the freedom almost of that feeling. I don't need tons of friends a good one. I'm happier when I'm active. A lot of I'm resilient. I'm a lot stronger than I thought I was. I've been in survival mode for so long that it's hard to ask for help. I feel you on that one. <laughs> Let's see, I actually do love alone time. See, y'all are learning. You're learning. Alone time is the best. Most of you probably already knew that because I feel like you attract who you are, but I feel like the most myself when I'm by myself. I'm a homebody and that's okay. That's totally fine. I'm not a lazy piece of shit. I just have severe ADHD. (laughs) That's such a good one. Okay, I think Joe has ADHD. And sometimes he can be like lazy. Obviously he works a lot, but for the past two years he's been injured. So he wasn't like playing or doing anything. And I'll just sit there and I'm like, what are you doing right now? Like, can you do something? Like, can we read a book? And he, I've noticed, just I think has like ADHD. Because he's a smart guy. Like you you know you want to be doing stuff. I just don't know like what, you know, anyway, that's for another time. I can really do anything if I put my mind to it. I love that one. I need to be softer. that's that was like my twenty eighth year lesson. I need to just soften, okay, chill out. I don't need to be like again, have my defenses up or whatever. you know, like to be so protective of myself sometimes. It's hard to strike that balance between that and like having boundaries, but you know, we try. We have time. I agree with that one. My friend Mary's podcast prologues, she just came out with merch kind of like about the things she like she says a lot. And I, the one of them says, actually, I do have time. It has like a clock on it. It's like a sweatshirt. It's so cute. And I love that sentiment. I need to be more present. I need people and people need me. That's so wholesome. I love that one so much. When you change the inside world, the outside world changes too. trust my gut. <laughs> I need therapy. It's <laughs> a good one. Same. <laughs> that I need to move somewhere that makes me happy. That's a really good one. Getting older is hard. LOL. It is hard. It's, it's great in so many ways, but it's also hard physically. My body just hurts like literally it's difficult. Sobriety brings me so much peace. Oh, congratulations. I just, I want everyone to feel in control of themselves. And also like, again, like nothing is hanging over them or has has control over them, but just feels genuinely at peace. I feel like that's what we're all searching for. People pleasing is not my identity. Contrary to what I originally believed. This is such a good one because I think it kind of like, it gets into the topic of Sometimes people tell you who you are, like, especially this happens with like, for me, my parents tell me who I am. And they've told me from a long, you know, from since I was born, basically what they've observed and who I am. And it becomes part of my identity. And I'm like, wait a minute, I didn't choose that. And I'm actually not that way. <laughs> That's been in my twenties is like unlearning a lot of things that the world has told me. And I'm like, wait a minute. Then you almost like fall into that role. And you're like, wait, I just don't even like this. Like, this is not who I am. It's weird. It's hard. I am a lover girl through and through. (laughs) I love that one. That two things can be true at once and I don't have to pick between emotions. That's so good. I'm allowed to be a beginner. That's the only way to begin. Sleep is essential. Wow. This is like a huge thing for my next year. I had like a little meeting with Joe because I know we'll be living together. And I'm like, we need to talk about your sleep schedule because I need to be on a better sleep schedule and you can't be just coming into the bed at like 1 a.m. after you've done playing video games. Like I need you to... Let's have a compromise because every time you come in the bed, you wake me up and then it's a whole thing. And then you're talking to me and I'm like, this is just, can we just make a schedule? Also in our thirties, I'm like, sleep is the most important thing, especially if you're playing a sport, like you're healing, you're trying not to get injured. Come on. You need to be sleeping. I need very, very little to be happy. My younger self never leaves me as I age. I just grow more in touch with her. Oh, I love that. I want to have an episode about getting in touch with your inner child, but I just need to find the right guest for that. Okay. Let's choose one more. This is a good one. You can never make a quote wrong decision. Every life choice will come with a lesson. I agree. Experience. Like we're just here to experience things. So I guess things aren't necessarily wrong or right. It's just like you make decisions and then you you go off of those decisions. Like I feel like that's what I struggle with that a lot in terms of choosing to get back together initially with my my now boyfriend, I was like, is this the right decision? Like, I think it's the right decision, but my anxiety is saying maybe it's not. My gut was saying, yes, it was, but my anxiety was saying it's not. And I was worried so much. And I'm like, Peyton, you're not trapped. Like, not that I'm looking to break up with him <laughs> already, <laughs> but I was saying like, I don't, I can make a decision And I can change my mind as well. Like we just are all living our lives and we're just people so we can change our minds. And something about that gave me the freedom to be like, okay, I can trust my gut now actually. And I can move forward and say yes. But there was my anxiety was just like telling me the worst that could happen, you know? And then I was like, that's not even that bad. You could just leave. That's the internal monologue is what I'm saying. Okay. So this next one is what are you most proud of yourself for this year? And I think for me, taking responsibility for myself and for my actions has been key. And that's not only like, again, in a way that's like, okay, well, I did this bad thing, like, and I have to take responsibility for it. Cause it's usually not that way for me. It's not how it manifests itself. For me, it's like owning and claiming what I like, what I need or what I believe or what I want and saying it with my chest, like fully claiming that, fully taking responsibility for my thoughts and my feelings and being like, this is who I am and this is what I think instead of being sorry for feeling a certain way or being sorry for thinking a certain thing or being sorry for having a certain value system that I have. I own it now. A hundred percent, 110%. If anything, I feel like that's what my twenties has given me is the confidence to be like, I'm actually doubling down on this. Like this is who I am and I'm not sorry. Okay. Becoming a mom. Oh my gosh. We've got two becoming moms right up top, getting my motherfucking visa at another country. Love that. <laughs> I know that can be hard. (laughs) Leaving a toxic eight year relationship. That's fucking sick. Pushing myself out of my comfort zone, persevering, being consistent and prioritizing myself. Laughing at funny things, even when I was sad. I love that because you obviously I don't love that you're sad, but I think you can find moments even when you're sad that make you happy to be alive, obviously. Building my life. I love that you use the word building, like building or creating. Moving out on my own. Congratulations. It's the best feeling ever. Starting Pilates and sticking with it. Only way to see results with anything, obviously, not just Pilates, but consistency is hard for me though. So I need to learn. Again, with my systems and my structures next year, we'll we'll be very consistent. I'm proud of my strength. This year tested me sorry to hear that but i hope that next year is better but i also feel like sometimes those years the test you you end up being the most grateful for in like a weird way you know being financially independent for the first time congratulations investing in relationships that fill me up falling in love and getting a new and better job oh my god you are living that's like the best. <laughs> what more could you want you know what i mean Breaking up with my boyfriend who didn't prioritize me during the relationship. Congratulations. I'm so, honestly, I'm so happy for you. Prioritizing my mental health by going to therapy and starting medication. You've got to do what's right for you. We have a hot girls take their meds episode for a reason. Trying new things and getting promoted at work. Getting out of debt and raising my credit score in the high 700s. That is huge. Congratulations. Pregnant with baby number one congratulations to you as well. Halfway done with law school. Mm, That's rough. (laughs) That's great. That's also rough. I'm happy for you. I'm proud of you. I also wonder what kind of law you're going to be practicing. Finding myself again. I love the notion of like kind of getting away from yourself and instead of being mad at yourself for it, just like gently finding yourself again. Quitting my high paying corporate job. I'm assuming You're saying corporate, meaning like it was draining to you, even though it was high paying. You chose to prioritize your mental health, which I am so proud of you for becoming okay with change. I love that change is literally the only thing. (laughs) Everything changes all the time. I notice that a lot when I get like comments or something about something that I've changed, maybe a perspective I've changed or like even going from being single to in a relationship or going from being in a relationship to being single People like get mad at you when you change. And I'm like, bitch, I'm going to be changing forever. Okay. I'm just going to talk about what I feel right now. But like that could change. I don't know everything. I'm just trying to share authentically what I'm going through right now. Staying sober for another year. Congratulations. I feel like sober is like the new cool. Like, like that's the cool thing to do. I feel like usually or I feel like in the past people have said they're sober and been like, I don't know. There's always like this. I understand sometimes being insecure about telling that to a group of people. Cause it's just like, why is it also everyone's business? But also everyone I know is like at least heading that direction and not because of like problems a lot of the time, but just because they're like, I just like myself better when I'm not drinking. Like they just feel healthier and better. And it's just seems like more of a trend to me. Um, obviously sobriety is not a trend and it's very serious, but I think it's society in general. When I say the word trending towards less, Of everything, honestly. A lot of still buying stuff, but I feel like when it comes to like beauty or like a lot of indulgences, I feel like people are starting to do a lot less. If that makes sense. Maybe it's just the people I'm around. Maybe I'm dumb. Making my first step into the fashion industry. I love that. Being a good friend and not being afraid to stick up for myself and the people I love. That is such a good one. That's a note to self thing. We stick up for the people that we love. Honestly, easier for me to stick up for the people that I care about than it is for me sometimes. Building my own business by myself, having the courage to change my job and move to a new city to create a life I love. That's literally everything that is so important. Not taking any BS and saving money. I'm trying to get like you in 2024. That's what's happening. It's my new, it's my goal. Surviving another year of medical school. Congratulations. And we'll do one more being okay with being alone. What a good one to end on for that. Very note to self-esque. All right. Lastly, we have describe 2023 in one word. Mine is lazy, but not in a negative way. I think in a good way. I think I deserved to be lazy and I needed to be a little more reflective. And I don't know, just be going out more, having more fun and doing like a little less work and being a little less on my shit. I'm very behind and I'm very overwhelmed because of it. But I think 2024, we're going to get it together. So for me, lazy. I'm just going to rattle off some of these. Okay. We've got roller coaster. We've got lovely, meaningful growth logistics. <laughs> That's my friend who got her visa. <laughs> I know I had to be a lot of logistics, panic, <laughs> unexpected. Oh, I love that one. Heartbreaking. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I hope next year is better. Grace, humbling, resilience, maturing, growth, a lot of roller coasters. Seasons, enlightening, average. All right, average isn't bad. Horrible. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> horrible. That's that's a good one because it's funny a little bit. But I'm so sorry it was horrible. <laughs> a lot of growth, a lot of chaos that I've seen too. Peace. Tired. I feel you. And I was lazy. I was so freaking tired the whole year. I would say growth and change are the ones I'm seeing the most often. Pickle. Okay. Adulthood. Messy. Adventure. Brutal. I'm sorry. Humbling. Grounding. Someone says fun in all caps. Okay. We need to be like you. Unpredictable. Intentional. It's such a good one. Transformative. Metamorphosis. Empowering. Just slay. We love that. Shit. (laughs) We love that. My theme this year was new, fulfilled, hectic. Let's see. I'll do a couple more. Connection, learning, exhausting. And I'll do one more. Spontaneous. That's a good one. That's a good one to end on. Well, that's it for the end of year wrapped. I was actually going to ask you guys what your favorite episode of note to self was or something that stuck out to you about note to self, but I felt like that was too many questions, honestly. And I could probably just go back to the listens and see which ones were the most popular overall and just figure that shit out myself. But thank you guys so much for being with me this year. I'm really excited for what's to come for note to self in 2024. I have some plans and I think things are changing in a good way. I know that some people just don't like change, but I do and I want I like to revamp things when I can. So the show is reflecting a more true version of myself that I am now. Because I started this mm, like two and a half years ago now. And it's been a hot second and I feel like I've changed in the last two and a half years and I want the show to reflect that. So I'm really excited to share that with you guys. Come find me on Instagram. At Peyton Sarton. Also, please, 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 wherever you're listening, give the show a note to self. Obviously, five stars. Just consider it my birthday gift. I'm turning 30. It's a big one. I need five stars for my birthday. That would be so nice of you. You'll be my favorite forever. And thank you so much ahead <laughs> of time. It takes two seconds, by the way, though, Too like Spotify, iTunes. You can comment on iTunes. and I think you can on Spotify now. But honestly, just rating is totally, totally enough. I'd be so grateful. So come find me, like I said, on Instagram, also on TikTok. Come turn 30 with me this weekend. And I guess I will talk to you guys in the new year. Have a good one.